How to Find Water in the Desert. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The Environmental Protection Agency produces a lot of news on a weekly basis, even excluding the numerous scandals involving Administrator Scott Pruitt. Putting aside investigations into his conduct, the agency is the subject of numerous lawsuits challenging new rules, most of which roll back Obama-era efforts, such as the Clean Power Plan. In one of those cases last week, a judge ordered the EPA to produce the scientific evidence that Pruitt has relied upon to claim that humans are not the primary driver of global warming. Pruitt had said soon after he took office that he didn't agree that carbon dioxide is a primary contributor to climate change. According to E&E News, the day after that statement, an organization known as Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility filed a FOIA request seeking the studies Pruitt used to make those claims, but the EPA resisted. Now Pruitt has been ordered to comply. If it's shown that there is not a solid basis to reject mainstream science on global warming, the Trump administration's efforts to overturn rules would likely fail. And more EPA news. In a major victory for the chemical industry, the EPA is narrowing how it looks at risks associated with the most dangerous chemicals on the market. Take, for example, the dry cleaning solvent perchloroethylene, which has already been designated as a likely carcinogen. Under a new approach, the agency will only decide when exposure to perk is harmful when someone comes in contact with it directly, such as at a dry cleaner. But EPA will not focus on exposure to trace amounts of the chemical found in drinking water that has already been detected in more than 40 states as a result of improper disposal. The New York Times reports that the most likely outcome of this new process will be that EPA finds lower levels of risk associated with many chemicals and will impose fewer restrictions or prohibitions. The governor of Hawaii signed a bill that sets the most ambitious goal for any state in the U.S. to become carbon neutral in 27 years. The measure provides that the state will sequester more CO2 from the atmosphere than it emits. Hawaii also has a new law that will use carbon offsets to help fund planting trees. Fast Company reports that Hawaii has earlier agreed to use 100% renewable electricity by 2045, and the state committed to the Paris Climate Agreement just days after Trump announced the U.S. would pull out. The islands are dependent on shipping and air travel to support the economy, but because planes and ships burn carbon fuels, Hawaii wants to offset that through the tree planting program. Scientists at the University of California, Berkeley, went to Scottsdale, Arizona recently and assembled what looks like a box in a box in the backyard of a tract home. Their expectation was that the device would draw water from the air, even at low humidity, and they were right. The device uses a highly porous material called a metal organic framework, MOF, which they estimate will be able to harvest about three ounces of water per pound of MOF. Omar Yagi invented the technology and in a release from the university said that there's nothing like this device. It operates at ambient temperature with ambient sunlight and no additional energy. Yagi adds that he has new material using aluminum that is 150 times cheaper and captures twice as much water in lab tests. The water harvester will be tested next in Death Valley, California in the late summer. As of Sunday morning, June 10th, major wildfires were burning in southwestern Colorado and New Mexico. 
firefighters were making progress on containing the Ute Park fire in New Mexico that has already covered almost 37,000 acres. Against this backdrop, a new report led by researchers at the University of Colorado Boulder shows that there are three major switches that affect wildfires, fuel, aridity, and ignition. All of these switches were flipped on and stayed on longer than expected last year, causing one of the largest and costliest fire seasons in decades. A statement from CU Boulder explains that climate change likely exacerbated fuels and dryness, and human behavior contributed the sparks. The wet winter fed the growth of grasses that then became kindling when dry conditions followed. Nearly 90 percent of the more than 70,000 fires last year were sparked by people. Given that fact, it makes sense that officials in New Mexico recently closed the entire Santa Fe National Forest to humans. And finally, summer is upon us, and many of us will take a refreshing dip in a pool to stay cool. And chances are, if you're wearing a Band-Aid, it won't be long before it comes off in the water. Blame it on something called interfacial water, a slippery layer that forms between the glue and the surface it's supposed to stick to. Interfacial water makes a permanent bond hard to achieve and is a problem that's flummoxed adhesive manufacturers. To find a solution, not only for keeping bandages in place, but wallpaper from peeling off in humid conditions, researchers at the University of Akron looked to one of the strongest materials found in nature, spider silk. That silk is coated with a sticky substance that helps the creatures snag prey in their web, and it's hydrogel, meaning it's full of water. But because many species of spiders live in humid or wet conditions, the scientists wondered how this spider glue stayed sticky. Led by polymer scientist Sharon Sue Singla, the team took silk from an orb spider and examined it using infrared spectroscopy. Scientists have known that the silk is made of a specialized glycoprotein that keeps the glue soft and tacky, but in this research, they found that it played a previously unknown role of absorbing the interfacial water. These hydroscopic compounds, also known as water-absorbing substances, found in spider glue, could be the key to developing water-resistant synthetic adhesives. Not only might these compounds keep paint from peeling, but it might also explain how Spider-Man spins impressive webs capable of trapping supervillains even in the rain. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.